Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in. It is another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. It is that time of year for Israel. It's playoff time. They're putting in the work, man. How, how's it going, Israel? And it's going good. Going good. Um, just woke up off the couch, you know, just taking a little tiger snooze before this thing even started. Um, but you're right. It's that time of year for us. So on the road to one Robins tomorrow, trying to win another one. There you go, man. Well, the it starts. Well, it started last week, and y'all, y'all, uh, y'all came through, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're on round two. Round two. So, Warner Robins, the was the Red Devils. They're the Demons. This is actually a matchup from last year's state championship game. Oh, we played them last year. Okay, all right. So they're looking to get a little revenge. Y'all are looking to not let them. So that'll that'll That's be right. a fun contest. Uh, I'm wearing my green for you. And uh, I, I think Appreciate you guys it. are going to advance to the quarterfinals, or at least, or at least you better. Um, oh yeah, that's the plan. That is definitely Robins the plan. Don't want none of that. So no, I'm all for it. Speaking of people who don't want none of that, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this here in a minute. But Ole Miss didn't want none of that. But before we get yeah. into that, uh, we are presented by BetOnline.ag, your number one uh, place for all your sports wagering needs. If you want to bet it, they have it at betonline.ag, including casino games as well. So if you want to bet, they have live odds, props, futures, whatever, parlays, whatever you want to do, whatever you're into, they've got it. So head to betonline.ag right now and put in the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, and get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, it's where the game starts. Yeah, so watching that game, was thinking, you know, first couple series, I was thinking, okay, this is this is this is going to be a game here. This is going to be kind of a shootout a little bit. Like it's going to be who's going to have the ball last type game. Well, uh, second quarter rolls around, and well, let's just say that wasn't true at all. Georgia decided not at all. Georgia decided we're going to put the foot on the gas and we're going to fly right by you, and they did absolutely all gas, no brakes. It was a beautiful thing to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, man. It was like every time we touched the ball, it was a touchdown. 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 Absolutely. Touchdown. Couldn't stop Dejon Edwards. When the uh, offense is clicking, I mean, the defense, you know, had to, had to get their footing because, I mean, Ole Miss was doing a, doing a really good job with the tempo and kind of outflanking us a little bit on a couple of plays. Um, I mean, hey, they recruit too, so they got some dudes. Um, but once our offense got clicking and we started, you know, really, you know, putting our foot on the gas, like you stated before. I mean, it was ball game after that. Um, watching, you know, Brock come back. Um, Thank I you, mean, his, his, just his presence being on the field was, was enough for me. You know what I mean? Just, just the way that they had to pay attention to him, you know, left lad open, um, love it. And uh, Ra Ra had a great game. You know, Rosemary Jackson, 
Um, had a big catch across the middle um, in the second half. So, I mean, you know, say what you want to, but our Broles Award finalist, you know, is doing a really good job, and that would be our offensive coordinator, Mike Bubba. Oh, wait. Wasn't he supposed to be bad? Isn't he supposed to be bad? I think he was bad. I, I think we scored three touchdowns with that run play up the middle, um, if I'm not the mistaken. Draw, the draw up the butt of the center? Yeah, there's this thing called the zone that if you block it really, really well like we did on Saturday, it's actually a thing of beauty. And you score a couple of touchdowns when you do it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it's like, nice what do you – so, when – when you're scoring like this, right? You got Kendall Milton, Dejon Edwards going in the run game. Carson Beck literally was not touched. Literally. Yeah. I think the only time he got touched is when he actually ran and slid and they like maybe somebody laid a glove on him, but he didn't. I don't think he got touched at all. So, what does that do to the opposing team when they know that every time you touch the ball, that you're going to score? Like you're in that kind of groove. What happens mm-hmm. to the, what happens to the, other team do they feel more pressed and is that why we saw Ole Miss kind of falter from the second quarter on I think you know as as a coordinator you know this as well as I do you know when you're in a groove I mean really doesn't matter what they do you know um they they can't stop it and I mean I think they tried to go zone against us a couple of times and you know we're kind of picking them apart you know across the middle of the field um and it's it is demoralizing at some point, but at the same time, I mean, there's really nothing you can do. Absolutely nothing. You know, when, when your coordinator's in his bag, and I mean, the quarterback's actually, you know, I mean, Carson Beck, I think he incompleted, what, maybe eight passes the whole entire game. I mean, yeah. he was almost at 300 yards at halftime. I mean, yeah, it was man. just one of those deals to where, I mean, they're clicking and there's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing you can do about it. But at the same time, I think they tried to get some pressure on him, but I mean, our offensive line absolutely just took it upon themselves to be, you know, a one man wrecking crew. I mean, having uh, Van Pran up front is, you know, we're going to miss that guy. We miss that yeah. guy whenever he decides to go to the next level. Um, having Mims block the blind side was a huge deal for us because honestly, Ole Miss's defensive line is pretty good. You know, I, I know we ran all they're over fifth in the country. I think they're fifth in the country and getting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, it's not like there's some there's some some slackers they're up front. Good. I mean, they're, they're pretty sporty, you know. But having Mims back and you know, just I think that offensive line, those five guys being together once again, I think you you see what happens when they start to click and it, and it finally starts to happen. I think Mims watching Mims play, you know, I, you hate to say guys take it for granted. You know what I mean? But I think that injury kind of woke him up a little bit. Like, hey, man, it could be over any day now. You know what I mean? But then just watching him play, you can definitely tell, you know, he was happy to be back. Um, he was excited to be back and playing that game. You can really tell the difference. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. And it, it was way noticeable because, like, A, I mean, pass pro has been good all year. But, B, the run game drastically improves. I mean, you get a guy like that back, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And all of our runs were away from the tight end. So yeah. everybody was crowding over to Brock's side. I mean, they we basically used Brock as a decoy. They would send him out in the flats and things like that, especially when he was lined up in 20 personnel. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was, I mean, Coach Bobo, I mean, he was on the roll Saturday night now. Like there was, there was 
literally no play that he called that just wasn't going to work. Right. Even on the pick that Carson Beck threw, I mean, Lovett had it. You know, I can't, well, I think I want to say it was Lovett, but I mean, he just kind of slipped and, you know, just fell off his hands and and it was just a lucky pick. But, you know, I mean, he was in the right spot. I mean, he was another pass across the middle of the field. Yeah. Right spot, right throw. Maybe could have been a little lower, you know, if we're nitpicking, but otherwise, no, it was a good, good decision there. Mm -hmm. And, so a better question now, I guess, would be like the psyche of Lane Kiffin calling his offense when he sees that our offense is clicking. And that's got to put even more immense pressure on him to go out there and perform. Same, likewise with Jackson Dart and, and, and that side of the ball for them. Going against our defense is hard enough, but when we're clicking like we were, that's got to just be that's got to seem insurmountable, right? Absolutely. You know, that those that's really who it, who it affects. You know what I mean? On a, as a defense side, you're like, hey, man, there's they, they just got us. But as an offense, you know, you start to press a little bit. But I don't think Ole Miss started pressing. I just think that the actual atmosphere, I think, got to them. You know, Jackson Dart, you know, kind of threw some air and throws here. But, I mean, they were still making plays. At the end of the day, I think they kind of got away from the run a little bit, um, you know, which was really good. But then, you know, I say that, but after what the third series after they scored fourteen, I mean we were just knocking the hell out of that running back. I mean every time they tried to run it, I mean he was just getting smacked. Then we did a good job of taking away what they like to do, they like to throw screens. And you know between Bullard and and uh, Last on the outside, those guys did a really good job of taking that away. And then we started hitting Dart. Um, you never want to see a kid get injured, but we started really started getting after him and started hitting them. And um, I think that really affected them as well. Yeah, I mean, you start getting a little scared back there. I mean, those guys are, those guys are fast and physical. Yes, <laughs> uh, coming one, they, they threw the uh, the bubble and go, the hitch and go on the outside. I mean, he came from the hash to the field numbers and mm-hmm. picked that ball off. And then he yeah. had one. They threw a screen and he came down when they were going toward um, the bulldog, and he came down and made a tackle on the screen behind the line of scrimmage, and he was at about. 14 yards off. He closes quick, man. Yeah, he closes quick, dude. And and he comes – and you know he's there. And he thumps it. The guy goes backwards. Mm-hmm. I'll, dude, Bullard, when, whenever he moves on, oh, my God. That's going to be a big yeah. – that's going to be – that's going to be a big, big miss. Like, we need to find another Bullard, another nickel guy that can cover down in the slot, you know, play against the run – just to, like he's the enforcer back there. He's the hitter. Yes, and he is. We, he's the hitter, and he can be because we have Laster, now Humphrey, and mm-hmm. Starks. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, we're pretty set, man. so we can have him. Our secondary looks good. I mean, we got some freshmen playing up front now, uh, especially mm-hmm. the linebacker position with Dumas Johnson out. Um, CJ Allen, you know, oh, Allen played mm-hmm. his ass off. Yes, there was one play today, you know, which I want to mention. You know, this is what coaching and building a relationship with your players does. I think it was on the – when they went up 14 and we got the substitution penalty and you got Schumann and Smart, they're getting on to him. I can't remember exactly what player it was, um, number 35. I can't – for some reason, I had his name all in my head today. But anyways, they were getting on to him. And you just see him – Raylan Ray yes. Wilson. That's it. 
it was Wilson. Yeah, so Raylan Wilson. You know, I and Kirby's ripping him a new one. You know, he starts turning red. You know, and he starts doing this and shaking. Mm-hmm. And Raylan's like unfazed. He's like, "Yes, sir." And then Kirby comes back and like then explains to him like, "Why am I getting in your ass a little bit?" You know, and I'm like, you know. We can say what we want to about how undisciplined we've been just on the play on the field at mm-hmm. times, but I mean that's coaching. You know, that's building a relationship with your kids. You know, you I'm gonna get on that tail. And then I'm gonna explain to you why I'm getting on that tail. You know, because you know, you know, the standard is the standard. This is the expectation. This is how we should play every single down, you know, and it's basically just stupid penalties, you know, that kind of really get coaches fired up. But the way he took that ass chewing and then came back the very next series and made a sack on the quarterback was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. That's culture. That's culture. That's that's not just Kirby cultivating that relationship. That's the other guys also upholding whatever standard is there. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to remember the the first national championship win, uh, where, where, uh, Nicobe Dean got all over Mm -hmm. Channing Tindall. And then the next play makes a big sack. Like it's, it's, like that, like Tyndall didn't bat an eye, Yeah. right? He didn't bat an eye. He just said, okay, I'm going to go do it. Then he went and did it. Mm-hmm. And then, then they, then they dapped it up and they celebrated like, like it, it, it's that, like that's been happening for years now. That's just an ingrained culture within the program that just keeps getting passed along. And mm-hmm. I love it, dude. Like, and, and these guys are just, it, you know, the ones that can handle it, obviously, uh, the, the ones that can't usually hit the portal. But I, yeah, yeah I, I remember exactly what play you're talking about. I, I remember thinking, "Oh boy, Kirby mad. Kirby's mad." <laughs> he used to call really quick. And he like calm down. He like, "Hey man, come here." And then he started talking to him again. You know, and then they kind of pan away from the camera. But I'm just, I'm, I was sitting there thinking about that day when I was watching. I'm like, you know what? You know that that just shows that this team is really growing up. You know, last couple of games, you know, we had a nail batter against Missouri. Um, we kind of went out and thumped Florida, and we got a big one this Saturday. And in between that is an old Miss team that could really give you some problems. You know, Missouri had me really, really scared, especially after watching what they did Tennessee. Now, yeah. I mean, my feelings were pretty much warranted in what I thought. But, you know, old Miss can kind of get you too, and just watching them play and watching them bounce back and not and then not phase them. You know, watching Coach Schumann just not panic. You know, defensive, defensively, and you know, because some nights, I mean, the offense ain't gonna have it. I mean, they had it Saturday, but uh, let's say this Saturday that they ain't got it. You know, you're gonna need some defensive plays to buck up or turnovers here and there. You know, so it's just one of those deals to where I think we're clicking right at the right time. You know, going into Tennessee, you know, we got Tech. Everybody comes out, you know, injury free in that game, and then we got the SC Championship, um, which everybody's predicting Alabama, you know, to win that game. So of course, they you are. know, it's gonna be. It's going to be now. Now it's nut cutting time for our guys, you know. And I think we're hitting our stride right at the right time, you know. Especially watching us one not falter on defense on Saturday after giving up those quick touchdowns, and then we're just watching our offense just continue to methodically move the ball downfield and get better and better each week. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, speaking of this week, playing, we're traveling up to Rocky Top. We're ten and a half point favorites, Israel. Um, what like what do you see in this game? Let's just leave Knoxville injury free. You know that's the one place that we all tend to, you know, 
everybody goes down with injuries in that stadium for some reason um, during this time of the year. So, one, I mean, we've been successful there. I don't think we've lost there in a, in a really, really long time. Um, but at the same time, you know, we just got to handle our business. You know, it's that point of the year to where you don't want you don't want a loss to a Tennessee team to affect anything else moving forward. You know, you don't want that looming over you going into, into Georgia Tech and then going into the SEC championship game. You know, my freshman year in 2007, you know, that's really the loss that kind of got us. You know, we had already lost to South Carolina at the beginning of the year, and then Tennessee kind of thumped us um, on the back end. So, you know, going up to Tennessee is going to be a hostile environment. Um, you know, you still got to worry about the tempo um, of Tennessee. I mean, they're still a really, really good football team. I mean, don't let last week, week to week in the SEC is really, really different. Yeah, you know, yeah. so um, a team can just play like doo-doo for the week before, and then all of a sudden, I mean, they're like, you know, the best thing since sliced bread, you know, the very next week. So you just got to be ready to play every game. SEC, playing SEC is hard. You know, you hear Kirby say it all the time. That's why he's not looking forward. You know, you hear him say it all the time, hey, we got to play Tennessee next week. And every time they ask him about, hey, are you ready for the 3P, blah, 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 he's like, no, we got to play Tennessee next week. And next week is going to be, we got to play Georgia Tech next week. You know what I mean? One game at a time. Now, speaking of Georgia Tech, bust, Buster's a Royals nominee. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Um, and and we'll talk about this in, in the Georgia Tech week, but them being good is important to this rivalry. So, but we'll get into that during Georgia Tech week. But I wanted to ask you about this about Tennessee, because this is this is the one thing that this is what makes Tennessee so dangerous. And then, you know, at, at times it it also kind of limits them uh when they're not clicking like they should be. But when they're clicking, when they play with tempo and the wide splits, like the extra wide splits where they, I mean, they truly make you cover every bit of grass horizontally. Like what, like as a defensive coordinator, like what, what do you, what goes through your mind when you see a team, when you're trying to prep for a team like that? Well, it's one of those things to where I'm an offensive minded guy, you know, and one thing that then you and I know was well, one thing that can frustrate us. If a team can come out and play their base defense and, and handle us. You know, if you can just come out, if we're playing tempo and they just stay in their base defense the whole entire game, at some point you're going to think you got some shots that you can take that you really don't have because also within that base defense, they practice these things and kind of know exactly where people are supposed to be. Um, so for me, you know, if I'm Kirby, I'm like, hey, what is our what is our best base defense against anything that they do? Whether they get the wide splits, whether they go two by two, 20 personnel with a sniffer, even if they go 21 personnel, you know, what is our, what is a base defense we can play against everything that they did? That's, that's how I'm approaching it because with the tempo, you don't have time to get a call in. I mean, you ain't, you really don't have time, but with a base call, you know, that kind of takes care of everything, you know, that's kind of what you got to live in. Yeah. And then just say, all right, Javon, go make some plays. All right. Malachi Starks, go make some plays. All right. Nazir Stackhouse. You've made plays all year. Keep going, right? So, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. Just just affect them in, in base defense, and don't try to don't try to get in the minutia of matching up every formation and every concept. Just try to just try to do the best you can against what they've got. Understand that they're probably going to score a lot early, but when you when you kind of settle down, that's when it gets difficult for them. And to me, 
you got we've got guys, especially in the back end, that can that can tackle very well in space. And I think that helps mm-hmm. us. Missouri tackled yes. really well in space. The teams that beat Tennessee tackle really well in space. Florida had probably their best game tackling against mm-hmm. Tennessee. And they won. And we know what Florida is right now. Florida's not yeah. – they're not very good. <laughs> and and so and that's one of the losses they look at going. And, and they want to put the blame all on, hey, we got Joe Milton, yada, yada, yada. But it's not really Joe Milton. That's kind of the weakness of what they do is if a team is really good at tackling in space, you're kind of limited. Like with tempo on offense, you really can't you really can't do as much as you think you can with tempo. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of that's why I kind of like it as a changeup and not not the main event. Yeah. And because because you are limited. Like you can't you can't have a whole lot of checks if you're gonna go fast. Like you can't do both things. So yes. if if the base defense can tackle well in space and stop you with what you do. There's not a really whole mm-hmm. lot of changing unless you dial down the tempo, which then mm-hmm. now advantage defense. So tempo only works if you're getting first downs. And if you're not getting first downs, you're three and out and you give the ball right back to the other team. Yeah. And then we're gashing. So if you're not getting, you're not first downs, it's not good to go tempo. Sometimes you got to get out of it. You know, we've, we've, I've made that mistake of going really, really fast. Um, you know, all right, it worked first series, right? Second series, all right, they got us. Third series, we kind of figured out, like, all right, I can go tempo in certain situations. Now I got to slow down just a little bit. I can yeah. go tempo, look, boom, boom, boom. All right, now let's just slow it down a little bit. So you kind of gauge it through the game, go how the game goes. But Tennessee right now, they're just tempo, tempo, tempo the whole time. And it got them in trouble against Missouri. And as Coach Drinker would say, I mean, Missouri was standing on business. He did mm-hmm. run away like a little, like a scared little, you yeah. know, school kid. You know when he yeah. said that, but I was stood there looking <laughs> in his face and told him, "Yeah, uh, you you, you got to at least stand in there a little bit, to face the music because you know your words do have consequences." He didn't want to see what those consequences were going to be. He was just going to say it and get the get the you know what out of there. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> goes drink. He's still get out of mighty. Such a nerd. He's such a cool such a nerd. nerd. Such a nerd. He, he's the coolest a financial advisor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he's a mortgage lender. <laughs> I remember seeing those, those people, what, what they would be if they weren't a head coach. Kirby was a history know. teacher, wasn't he? Or a youth pastor? Yeah, something like One that. One of those things. Like history that. teacher that coaches football or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So They never, they never would let uh, Kirby Smart be a youth pastor. Uh, if y'all have listened to any of his practices. Yeah, that wouldn't go. It wouldn't fly. Which, by the way, he was not happy after Bloody Tuesday the other day. After no, he wasn't. That, after looking at that press conference, he was not happy. I don't know what happened. He was in, he was in a foul mood. They didn't practice good. Oh, Ole Miss got Coach 30, by the way. Have you seen that? I haven't watched it yet. I have not. I did see the uh, – what was oh, I did see the Penn State and Michigan one. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just, he just, they, they keep getting like I, I'm think I keep thinking, okay, this is going to get old at some point. It doesn't. It doesn't. It You're does right. Not. It doesn't. It does not get old. <laughs> I love it. Coach thirty. So Ole Miss got coach thirty. This is uh, it's brutal. <laughs> On your ass, like Jesus riding into Jerusalem. <laughs> That's one of the quotes. Oh man. He goes, 
He goes, uh, I did a, he goes, Darnell, I tricked the defender, left him watching the rest of the play on your back like Abraham Lincoln. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, uh-oh. Um, if you, and if you're wondering, for those of you who are curious, meetings like that sound exactly like Coach 30 says that they do. Like those meetings, like when you mess up, they are very, very accurate to what those sound like. So anybody out there just thinking about playing college football and you, if you can't pull like this, if you can't handle your high school coach getting on to you, you should go and watch every coach 30 video and ask yourself, can I make it in these meeting rooms? Can I handle that? Because if the answer is no, you should probably go play marbles. Or, go play something or else. Or run track. It's an individual sport. Yeah, that, and you're by yourself like golf or tennis. And tennis and golf, you know, because it's single. You're an individual at that point. So anything where you're an individual that doesn't involve other people, that's what you should go play. Or doesn't involve film sessions like baseball. That, no. You know, baseball's got film now too. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Georgia baseballs they, they got a new era under Wes Johnson, so that's gonna be it's gonna be fun to talk about during baseball season. Um, so Tennessee is seventh in the country in sacks, and that's good for second in the conference with 33 sacks. Is this gonna are is Georgia they lead the SEC a few sacks? I don't know what their national ranking is, it's gotta be pretty good. Um They've only given up nine sacks all year long. That's impressive. This, considering this is this is an unstoppable yeah. force, immovable object. Which one wins? Is Tennessee going to get a few sacks, or is this going to is this going to hold up? I think they'll get us at least once. You know, I think I after watching last week, um, you know, and even the week before. I mean, our offensive line, as far as pass pro, has been really really good. You know, Carson Betts get the ball out of his hands. He's hitting his check downs. Um, you know, you can tell he's getting way more comfortable, you know, each game just from knowing exactly where, you know, receivers are supposed to be. Um, he's hitting them in stride. It's not like he's waiting for them to get there and then throwing the ball. Like he's, he's releasing it, you know, right in those windows. So um, I think they'll, they'll probably get us once, you know, because Tennessee also recruits players as well. Um, so – I don't see it really being a factor if as long as we can continue to run the ball as well. If we just think we're going to drop back and just throw the ball, it's not going to work, which I know that is not Coach Bobo's mentality. Um, but continuing to run the ball actually slows that thing down. Yeah, it does. When they're coming. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it slows down yeah. blitzes, slows down a whole lot of stuff where you can run the football. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Now, now you flip it around, getting after Joe Milton. You know, our pass rush hasn't been phenomenal, but hasn't been bad either. It's kind of in a weird in-between, I think, as far as us being able to get to a passer and get them on the ground. Yeah, you know, our our sack percentage has has been down a lot. Um, But at the same time, I think if we kind of follow the game plan we had last year, then we rushed through a lot, um, you know, kind of kept um, Hendon Hooker in a bubble for most of the game, and then we started heating them up. I know Bullard got him one time on a sack um, kind of later in the game. You know, as soon as you start to kind of pick them out and, you know, take a series or two, just kind of like Ole Miss, and then once you start figuring them out, you know, you can start sending people. 
you know, but it's first you got to establish and get those guys comfortable, you know, because practicing tempo at practice and then once they get to the game are two totally different things. Yeah. Yeah. And no, tempo definitely. is way different when there's 100,000 people hollering. Yeah, and they're 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 against you. They're juicing you up. It's all orange. The noise just wears on you. Yeah, all that stuff. For Absolutely. Sure. All that stuff, definitely for sure. So, um, well, let's make a few picks while we're uh, while we're at it. Um, you know, our picks are presented by BetOnline.ag. So let's uh let's make a few let's make a few dollars. So George, let's start with Georgia. Georgia's ten and a half point favorites. I think they cover it. I think they cover. I think they cover. I think we got a little bit of momentum going forward. Um, you know, despite you know our bad Tuesday, I think it was. Um, yeah. I think this team. I think this team's still hungry. I think they kind of see you know the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, hey, we got a chance here to be special. I think that's just Kirby being Kirby, honestly. <laughs> Let's just he let's takes just he takes out, he takes out the good one you know yeah you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just Kirby being Kirby during this time of the year when kind of Alabama was on their on their roll too you know, he'd just be mad for no reason he'd be mad because it's you know he got two sugars instead of three you know what I mean it's coffee you know yeah. so anything just to you know get a little edge people talk about yeah no doubt so all right uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, six and a half point favorites against Syracuse need this one big time to get back into bowl eligibility. I think they have a chance of getting into bowl eligibility uh, after upsetting North Carolina. What do you, what do you think about that one? Mm, what's the total points in that game? The total points is 53 and a half is over as the over under. Mm, I think I'm going to take the under in Georgia tech. Yeah, I think you're. I'm gonna take Georgia Tech money line with the under. Is what I'm rocking with. Georgia Tech's defense is not bad though, especially against like a team like Syracuse. I think they can. I think they can make something shake. They've improved drastically since they made Kevin Shearer the the defense coordinator. Absolutely. They like they made that switch mid season, and it was like a boom, almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. It started with that Miami game. They mm-hmm. made the switch then, and then they they. Instantly, they beat Miami and instantly and, and played with them. Then they turn around and lose to Bowling Green, which left me scratching my head. All right, Missouri hosts Florida. Missouri, double-digit favorites. Didn't think I'd ever say that this year in a, in a conference game. They're 11-point favorites at home against Florida. I'm buying it. Give me the Con- Tigers. I'm going with the Tigers. Cody Schrader, dude, is legit. You saw him in person. Schrader. I think uh, Kellen Moore's little brother called him plays, man. I mean, he's got him rock, rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's yeah, hard to go against the Tigers right now. I'm just glad we ain't got to play him again. I know. Good Lord. Glad to get that over with. Uh, Kentucky, South Carolina. It's a pick em over under set at 53 and a half. Kentucky's favored by one. I'm going to take Kentucky. Yeah. I'm going to take Kentucky. I'm going to take the under. They're struggling. Struggling bad. Uh, Kansas, struggling. Kansas State, the, the Sunflower Showdown. Uh, Kansas State, nine-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Lawrence. Over-under set at 57-and-a-half. Mm, that's a tough one. 
I'm going to take Kansas in this one. So Kansas, Kansas is plus nine and a half. Yeah. I, you know what? A lot of me really wants to take Kansas State, but this is kind of a widespread, and Kansas is actually really good. So even if they lose, I think they cover because I think it's a touchdown game uh, in either I direction. And that mm-hmm. and that tip tight games, big rivalries when both teams are pretty good usually favors the underdog, especially if that if that line is pushed out above a touchdown. So I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the underdog here. Uh, I might stay away from a, a same game parlay here, but I might I might take the nine and a half points. I, I would think take, that this game is going to go to about seven, say eight or seven before Saturday, though. Yeah, so take it at nine and a half if you can, while you can. But if I do a money line, I, I would take Kansas State on a money line, but Kansas to cover the spread, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how I would bet that if it were me. If I'm betting, which I might, I might actually bet that. Um, USC, UCLA, this will be an interesting one. Six and a half for USC. There, that's how that's how much they're favored. Over under set at sixty five and a half. I think I'm gonna go USC in this one. I think uh, with uh, my man Chip Kelly all on the way out, as far as rumors go. You know, I think it's one of those deals is, is lose. I mean, win or go home, pretty much for him. But I think USC has enough to actually pull this one off. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I would take USC in the under because I just don't think UCLA is good enough, and I don't know that USC is going to going to carry most of the over under. So I, I would take the under there because I just don't think UCLA is going to score enough. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for us, Israel. We're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna get you into we're gonna get you some good rest because you need to call a really good game tomorrow night uh, to to make sure you get to the quarterfinals so that when I talk to you next week, it's uh, it, it's it's on to your next matchup, which would be against Creekside or Dalton winner. Oh, that's a if Creekside game. wins, we have to go to Creekside. If Dalton wins, they come down to the swamp to play. That's, that's oh it. God, that's a trip. We're, we are hoping that uh, Dalton wins this game tomorrow. Night. Yeah, obviously you're coming up to you're coming up to Fulton County, my neck of the woods, man, or my mm-hmm. where I grew up, neck of the woods. My current neck of the woods is Nashville, Tennessee. Don't think you're gonna come up here for for a playoff game, but uh, okay. So that does it. Um, and the game y'all's game is in the swamp this week. No, we got to go to Warner Robins. Okay. Well, if you're in the Warner Robins area, you want to see some good football. Um, even if you're even if you're not a fan of Warner Robins, you should go see the the defending champion Ware County Gators take on the demons of Warner Robins. That'll be a good that'll be a good matchup. I'll be following that one uh, since I don't have a game. We're done. We took up inventory. We we crushed inventory. Literally, we, we we absolutely crushed it. Like this is probably the most efficient inventory that, we've, that I've ever done anywhere of a, any, anywhere that I've been, except yeah, for last year when one guy did it all himself and I didn't have to do anything. That's impressive. One he guy. like volunteered that, like he just wanted to. So I was Ooh. like, okay, I'm not gonna stop you. All right, big dog. More power to you. Go go get it, man. I guess he was just bored. Yeah, I don't know. It happens. It happens. So, all right, dude. Well, uh, 
again, if you like what you hear, find us on social media. Like, subscribe, hit that subscribe button right now here on YouTube. Catch us also anywhere you get your podcast on the audio side of it. Israel Troop at Troopstar28. It's a great follow on – I refuse to call it X, but it's a great follow on yeah. X. Um, I still and, call it Twitter too. Yeah. So if you if you want to catch him on the on the on the app formerly known as Twitter, uh, go catch Israel there. Um, you and Terrence Edwards have a lot of good back and forth too. If you want to if you want to follow those two guys, I I've jumped in on a few of them. But uh, yeah. So so find us, tell a friend. Let's grow this thing. And uh, but we're gonna see you back here next week. Hopefully with a hopefully with somebody who's getting ready for their quarterfinal matchup against uh, Dalton. I'm rooting for Dalton this week. Um, and uh, that way you get your home game. And uh, we'll uh, we'll reconvene next week, man, and uh, we'll talk about the upcoming matchup versus Georgia Tech, so stay tuned for that. But uh, until then, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network for Israel, for Israel Troop. I'm Corey Burton. We'll see you back here next week. We'll get you ready for Thanksgiving and clean old-fashioned hate. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.